Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, shelf addicts? Welcome back to the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Today on Book Chat, we are covering the January Buddy Read, For Your Own Good, written by Samantha Downing. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm your host Tamara and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, we feed your shelf addiction with fun book conversations, bookish topics and more. It's like listening in on your favorite book club. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official or on the book club's app. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's show. You can always find me and Classy on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. And don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe before you leave. That will really help me out and I appreciate you for doing so. The uncut video version of this podcast is available now on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows, special episodes, and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. As always with Book Chats, we talk spoilers here, so you've been warned. Without further ado, let's begin. We've got a lot to talk about today, so we are going to get started. Joining me is the Buddy Read feature co-host, Classy Green, from the Bookish Virtual Assistant. Welcome back, Classy. Hey, hey, happy 2023. Yes, happy new year to you. This is our first Buddy Read of the year. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Yes, I think we have a lot to talk about today. I am prepared <laughs> for better or worse. Mm. So this is what Not I'm going to do. Wedding vows stuff. Not the I wedding vows. Not the wedding vows. I know. <laughs> so you know, we do. Just so you know, we do have an after show today. It's available right now on Patreon. So if you would like to check that out or see the unedited version of this podcast, because there will be plenty of things that I bleep out of here, <laughs> you won't hear. <laughs> you need to head on to over to Patreon and check that out and sign up there. Okay, so let me give a disclaimer. I feel like I want to give a disclaimer in 2023. In my soul, I'm feeling it because I just got finished watching some author behaving badly on this one chick on YouTube. I want that. <laughs> so let me give disclaimers this year. Um, hopefully I can remember to do it every time. But our discussions are for readers and any other variation of that if you're a reader. But they are not for authors. <laughs> They're not to boost your ego, authors. They're to share with readers and give our opinion. Our opinion. That's it. 
Enough said. That's it. So we know how some of y'all like to tussle out there. I know. <laughs> Look, don't try me, please, Lord. <laughs> my block game is strong. I'm protecting my energy this year. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's funny. Look, I don't, I don't hesitate. Black, black, black. <laughs> report, report, report. So let's not go there. Yeah. Let's not do it. All right. So as we do, we will give the stats, the synopsis, and then we will jump right on in. So today we are discussing the book For Your Own Good, written by Samantha Downing. The audiobook was narrated by David Pitou. It was published July 20th, 2021 by Berkeley. The audiobook was published by Penguin Audio. The ebook format comes in at 379 pages and the unabridged audio comes in at 10 hours and 37 minutes. Classy, would you kindly share the synopsis? Yes, For Your Own Good by Samantha Downing. Teddy Crutcher has won Teacher of the Year at the esteemed Belmont Academy home to the best and brightest. He says his wife couldn't be more proud, though no one has seen her in a while. Teddy really can't be bothered with the death of a school parent that's looking more and more like a murder or the student digging a little too deep into his personal life. His main focus is on pushing these kids to their full academic potential. All he wants is for his colleagues and the endlessly meddlesome parents to stay out of his way. It's really too bad that sometimes excellence can come at such a high cost. And <laughs> I know the thing is, is like, I really like that synopsis because it didn't give like a whole lot away. I thought it was a fun synopsis. It was. It was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And cut that scene. Scene. That's what it is after that. Um, so this book, before we talk about our highs and, you know, our what we thought at the end. I just want to say this book, it's been a minute, I feel like, since I read a book with this many point of views in it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I shared this in book club, but I'm going to share it with you guys on Patreon and on the podcast. So you can't see it if you're on the podcast, but you can hear me talk about it. So in my book review journal here, shameless plug, um, I actually used highlighter colors, like little tabs with everyone's names. To help remember who is saying what, because on the Kindle app, what I did was I listened on audiobook and I read on Kindle. And in Kindle, you have like five different color options when you highlight things. So I coordinated the colors of my highlight with the colors that I wrote noted in my journal. So that like when I go back and look at things, if I'm trying to find something or I highlighted something that I need to search, I can quickly recall, oh, who probably said that based on the color coding? Yeah. Because it's so much going on without it, it's going to be hard to figure out if you're looking at something, who said what? Yeah. So it's just a little quick, you know, trick I learned, especially like, because, you know, I've been tabbing things in actual books. So I'm like, how can I make this work for an ebook? And it works. Now, it doesn't work on a regular Kindle because you can't use the color coding. You can only do it in the Kindle app. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm using the Kindle oh. app. Okay. You know, because the Kindle's black and white, white, grayscale. See, and I thought I could do that in my Kindle because I know if I highlight, I think I can highlight and make a note, but I got to check this. But can while. you highlight in colors? Yeah. 
you can on the Kindle? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Well, I must have an old one. I'll have to check. I think I have like the Kindle Fire or something. Okay, so the Fire is a tablet. It's not a regular uh, Kindle. There it is. So you have there a colored screen. Mm-hmm. So the regular okay. grayscale Kindles. You can't do that. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Kindle Fire so, is a tablet. Yeah. I just, girl, I just say, girl, where's my Kindle? Yeah, and I just looked. I double checked. It's four colors in the Kindle app. They should okay. make it five colors because I needed to use one color more than once. So I ended up yeah. putting all of the students as one color. Ah, so okay, I knew because there was. Yeah. Zach, Courtney, and Fallon. Yep. So I have three people in one color, Teddy in one, Frank in one, and Sonia in one. Even though Sonia, spoiler That's alert, pretty. duh, died pretty early. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, like you were in, and uh, and then this book with this, so many um, points of view, and like you were saying, in a paperback or hardcover or print version, like with this book, it would have you'd have been tabbing your ass off because these chapters were pretty short. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you had you struggled. Well, you well you did the Kindle. I did, and I just did all audio. I struggled a little bit because midway in a chapter. It moved to another POV. Mm-hmm. It sure did. Know? And I would look and I was like, did I, did it move to another chapter? But it didn't. It was, uh, we were in the same chapter, but we would go from like Teddy to Fallon, just an example. And I don't know if that, you know, those were the two people, but just, you know, and it'd be like, huh? But I mean, it was fun, but I can, I can imagine you tabbing in a print copy. You know what would have helped that in the audiobook is if they had more than one narrator. Yep, exactly. If they had at least two, a female narrator and the male narrator, that would have helped break up that a little bit. Because yeah, we so did we have change of character and sexes in the same book, in the same paragraph, you know, not paragraph, but the same chapter, same like chapter. you said. So yeah. it could be Teddy and then Sonia right after it. Right. So how did they do that in the like in the Kindle? Did it like switch uh, maybe italics or, or just breaking paragraph? How did I'm assuming breaking paragraph? Yeah, um, I'm just scrolling right quick. OK, so sometimes they had little headings depending on what it was. A lot of the times they just had the little dots in between. Mm, OK, gotcha. The ellipses. Like, yeah, the ellipses. Thank you. Um, okay. yeah, cause there were not any names, but you could just tell because like, for example, Zach had a headache, not because he's sick, blah, blah, blah. We know this is Zach's ch- channel, you know, his little words. So it says like within the first two sentences of this section, you can tell who's speaking or who's thinking. Right. Um, because of, you know, they say their name. It's like, it's. Name. What is this? Some um, third person narration? Is it? Is yeah, that omniscient. That is? It's kind of omniscient, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she tells it, us what they're doing and thinking. Mm-hmm. Third, yeah. So it was. It was. It was. Especially when you're doing audio and you're, you know, like because audio, you're doing, you're multitasking, and all of a sudden, it's just like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I switch to another person. Okay, and I got used to it after a while, but I did take note about that and. um and I know we talk about the narrators kind of later on in the 
Actually, can we podcast. talk about it now? Because I have one comment. Let's do the narrators first. Okay, Maybe we'll switch it up and do the narrators beforehand so we don't forget. <laughs> okay, let's do that now. All right. So what are your comments on the narrator? He got on my nerve. Really? <laughs> Why? He pissed me off um, because I felt like some of his female voices sucked. Okay. Like, especially the older ladies. You know, like once sounded like she smoked Newports and I'm like, she's not that damn old. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, you know, I understood like he was trying to make, okay, this was the older woman. Was it like his assistant, the headmaster's assistant, Marsha mm-hmm. or whatever. But there were times it was just like cratchety. I did not, I, he was not my favorite. And I don't think he did female voice as well. I think I would concur, but I didn't. I don't think I noticed too much only because I was listening at such a high speed. Oh. He was talking so slow. And I'm yeah. a I'm a naturally fast reader too. So if I'm like cuz you know I alternate. I was listening and reading and sometimes I was doing both at the same time. And when I was reading I'm like speed the hell up. Like you I'm reading far far faster than you're talking. So I was listening at like 2.5 Oh, then you didn't notice. You and he notice. still was slow a little bit. So, so I think if I was only listening, I don't know if I could have maintained two point five if I was only listening. Mm. But it was harder for me to tell the complications that you're having because I was listening so fast. Yeah, I thought his his um, intonation for women. You know, there was a few, maybe like. The younger, like Courtney and Fallon, he did well, but I felt like when it came to Sonia, um, Ingrid, you know, the older women, I was like, he just seemed like he was trying too hard to 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 make it female. I don't know, mm. but it, it just didn't seem natural to me. Okay, um, and it may have seemed more natural if um, the characteristic. Uh, if the author described them as, you know, crotchety, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody's crotchety, it, you, it does sound like they have like a irritating, annoying voice. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just didn't get that. And it, at one point it felt like all the older women were crotchety in my head whenever mm. he narrated for them. Mm. But he was okay as a teenage girl. I thought he was okay with um, Courtney and Fallon. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Honestly, I I didn't think he was a great pick either. <laughs> but I think yeah. ju- I saved myself the misery, I think. Yeah, and I listened at like 1.5 because I listened to this through a, um, one of my library's apps, not Libby. It was Access 360, and I could not figure out how to increase the speed. Oh, like no. every time I went, yeah, the app is not really friendly, so I just kept it at, I think, one 1. 1.5 was probably where I used it the last time. So I just kept it there. So, mm. yeah. But he okay. was not my favorite. But I agree with you that two narrators probably would have really helped um, deliver this story better. better. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So high level, when you finished the book, what did you think? I thought, that's it? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm listening like, you know, because at the end part when we he kept rubbing something into his hand, which was, I can't remember <laughs> I'm the like, name something, somebody it. poisoned him. I thought that immediately. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, it kept drilling in that. And I'm like, please don't say this is how it's going to end. Please don't say this. How it's gonna I know. End. And I mean, it would, it would have been okay that, that he was poisoned, but, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of it was like, y'all. How I know typical. How do you go from all the twists and turns and the different POVs and all the you know all this other stuff and you end like this? Like I how? wanted a bang, like something. I kept look as I got closer to the end. I'm like, how's he gonna get found out? Like he is nowhere close to being found out, right? Because she kept us like that yeah. cat and mouse. Like she kept us with each chapter wanting more. And I think that's what, like you were saying, the high, high level when you end it. And you were like. Flat. You, yeah. Total. You it's on. like a face plant at the end. I just could not understand. I just did not like the end at all. And then it just seemed so weird to me how like Fallon was going strong. She had all the links, all the things. And then suddenly she's dead. She's just dead. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, but I knew I knew he had to kill her because he he kind of caught on that she was on to him. And she sent she one too many emails. For, yeah, and she was out for revenge. So we knew she was going to die. I didn't I expect her to die that way, which I thought I thought the way she died was probably one of the more clever ways. He deviated from his method. Mm hmm. Because he got all the people he wanted arrested, arrested. So he had to do something else. <laughs> Different. Yes. Right. And she was yeah. in an old building and it was, you know, stated earlier, the heat was out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, perfect. How perfect. Yeah. But yeah, as we got closer to the end, it seemed like she ran out of steam. Um, Because even with Teddy, not Teddy, but Zach, like reporting to the police what he knew it wasn't believable you know Mm -hmm. it was like how you need to prove your case like dude you have a lot of evidence show the proof yeah Yeah. and we're dealing with the f and fbi not just local barney fife folks and then they (laughs) go though and they talk to teddy and they're like oh we understand don't worry about it yeah we know the kids got a problem with you okay we understand kids with problems Okay, bye. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh-uh. It's too much a coincidence. There's a pattern. Yeah. Um, do we need to bring in somebody from Quantico? Come on. Because I don't know what it's, it's FBI agents you guys are. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is not Quantico. This no. is not. Or, yeah. Because these folks. Stuck are, on stupid. Man. They were like constantly this- the whole. Every time they arrest somebody. They were doing the whole, um, what's it called? When you're just trying to prove what you think you already know. It's a term for it and it's skipping my mind right now. But okay. yeah. Uh, when I mean, even yeah. Teddy was like, they can't even solve the crime. I can't right. believe the police. And, you know, and he was getting pissed off. Like, mm-hmm. here, I got to fix this shit, basically, because they can't fix it. And I was like, at one point, I was like, you damn right. These police are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, confirmation bias. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. You know, when all you're looking for is to confirm what you think you know or what you're, you know, 
And that's it. You're not looking at anything else. You're not anything looking else. for anything else. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's it it was at the end it was like here you guys have a pattern. You you basically kind of it's sitting in your face that this is a guy who did it. You know what? Let me tell you. I was expecting, okay, now this is going to sound wild, but I'm telling you. I expected Teddy to die by milk. Only mm-hmm. because at the end of that book, I was like, how many times did the author use the word milk? I was disgusted with the word yep. milk. So I looked it up. Can you guess how many times the word milk was used in this book? Take a wild stab. You're not going to believe it. 75. Oh, no, you're over. 49 times. Wow. Yeah, she did. I'm like, why is she constantly saying milk? I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. And I thought she was using it because I know sometimes with milk, especially like with certain meds, if you drink milk, it will cancel out um, the effect. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so is he drinking, is she kind of like setting us up for he's going to drink milk to, you know, if somebody wants to kill him with something, he's going to, it's not going to affect him because he drinks milk. No, No. that's not how it was used. It was just because of, yeah, it was some some weird like, okay, I'm like, okay, nah, I, I might sound a little mean, but my God, he is a grown man. It seems like the only thing he drank, which was supposed to be on special occasions, quote unquote, because he was lactose intolerant, was milk. But every time you turn around, I enjoyed some milk. milk. I treated myself with some milk. I said, dude, do you drink bourbon, water, Coke, Pepsi? <laughs> Coffee? No, he- <laughs> no, he drinks overweiss milk. That's all I can think of is because he was in a glass yes. bottle. I was like, okay, That's so he's got his little overweiss. And to me, I just find that so sickening to think of a grown adult. Like, let me sip this glass milk. I cannot. In my fancy glass. <laughs> I cannot. That's all I, I pictured in my head that he had his he had his highball glass yes, out. <laughs> full of milk. And I cannot say how disgusted that made me feel. I'm like, I cannot. So that with the milk. <laughs> and yeah. my second thing that I also Googled how many times Googled, I also searched how many times she had used this word was worms. She always talks about worms in the stomach. Oh. I'm like, she said that um, too many times for me. Yeah. I didn't even that phrase. I don't like that. There's another way you can say your stomach is like gurgling or rumbling or flipping over yeah. or I mean, but she said worms in the stomach and I searched it eight times. Mm. Yeah. Because it was it was almost like a nervous thing whenever he he got the worms because I think that whenever something with the wife he got that anxious you know feeling or the um stomach turning basically it that's what it was you know or that that stomach pit feeling um so yeah I, I do remember the worm feeling because he said he mentioned it as a kid he had it yeah so like no time for the worms today um yeah. blah 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 those and worms keeping in his to- stomach the worms move around in his stomach the worms are starting to wake up i know it was like was she using that as a technique to to make him you know the to seem weirder than or psychopathic i don't know 
But yeah, the milk and the worms. in bed till the worms tired out. Your your remorse was having your insides replaced with worms. The longer he stayed in bed, the more worms (laughs) there were. I. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. There could have been another term. So those two things were just pounding on my brain in the background while I was reading this. After the first couple times, I'm like, yeah. Worms, worms, worms. Or bury his ass and let some worms eat him. I mean, I wanted like something to come back and play. Yeah. Yeah. Because I almost thought when I heard the worms, I thought it was going to be tied to the poison in the plants. Yeah. You know, that, and, and that's just my head. Like I was saying, the milk and the, and the poison and the worms and the, and the plants. Mm-hmm. But nope, she did not. Because I, I did write that down like, okay, this milk, if it's not addressed, you know, like there's one of those plot holes. But yeah. it wasn't even a fucking plot hole. The damn no. man just had a damn, you know. And I was like, he had like, like an nasty shit with mess. milk or all something. The, all the milk he drank. <laughs> he should have been in there with. He should have been taking lactate with that milk. All the milk Thank he was you. Taking. <laughs> That's your location. She should have mentioned. I popped my pill before I, you know, had uh, yeah. my special drink. Or when he went to the store to buy it, he had to buy, you know, a pack of lactate. He's a milk it. addict, like a drug addict or something. Let me keep that milk. And it's so. I funny. never heard nobody <laughs> like milk that damn much. And it's so funny to me because, like, at the beginning, we found out he was poisoning people by putting like a little bit of drugs in their K cups. So he wasn't even going for the milk at first. It was in K cups. It was in old girl salad. It was just everywhere. And then he yeah. used milk as like the way to mass poison several people. Right, and then try to act like he, he, you know, and he, he poisoned himself because he right. drank that. What a lunatic! Too. I'm like, okay, dude, you know yeah. who he reminded me of a little bit, not in the I'm stalkery in love with you kind of way, but in the I'm crazy and I can keep killing kind of way and never get caught. Is Joe? Yo, <laughs> you too. Yes, you wrote that down too. Yeah. Yes, I got I got the Joe yeah, Go- wrote Goldberg. it down right here. Mm-hmm. I'm like he's giving me some Joe Goldberg vibes yes. here. Yeah, can you ask know, for your own good? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm only looking out for your best for interest you. because you're a little yeah. asshole and you need a lesson. <laughs> Let me go put you down in the basement in the glass. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You need yep. to be knocked down a couple pegs. I'm only doing this yeah. for your own good. I know. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I can hear him saying, "Becca, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Becca." You know, yeah. And True. it's like he, it's like it's insane the things he's doing, and he doesn't get caught. He doesn't get caught. And the funny thing is, is the opening line in this book, and I wrote it down because mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh." I thought that was a great way to open the book. Entitlement has a particular stench, mm. pungent, bitter, almost brutal. And he was talking about Zach's dad, but in the same token, he was describing himself as well. Yes. Because he had a sense of entitlement as a teacher and standing in that powerful position. Mm-hmm. And when you just made that, you know, statement about, you know, the Goldberg, uh, Joe Goldberg, you thing, I'm just doing it for your own good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you were entitled to. Yes. It was just a different form. And it, but it, you know, it wasn't money, it was power. Right. And who's to say you know, right? What makes you so smart and think you know how everyone should be acting? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, yeah. when it came out, what he did to Fallon, I'm like, God damn, that was fucking rude. Man, she didn't even see it coming. She was blindsided by it. So yeah, if, was... if you didn't read the book, what happened was, so Fallon was a, a student. He found her very annoying, you know, goody two shoes, you know. And of course, Fallon wasn't perfect because she actually blackmailed the headmaster mm-hmm. <laughs> with his gambling addict stuff. Yeah. What he did was he, he did not really let her know that he had a problem with her. So she let, he let her go on thinking that they were cool. She asked for a recommendation. You know how people write the, stu- the teachers write those letters to the universities. He wrote a scathing letter saying that she, he thinks she cheats. He doesn't even think that her writing's her own. I would not let her into your finest institution. He trashed her ass. Trashed. Yeah. And her, her, her whole career, her life just tumbled out of control after that. Like she couldn't go to her school. She wanted, she couldn't get into any school. What a mess. And then she finally got into like some, was it state school? Yeah, some state school. Yeah, she didn't get into any of the Ivy League schools, which yeah. when you go to this academy, you're basically kind of guaranteed. And they're turning out Ivy kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was not. And she basically became depressed yes. and, and roped or rooped or whatever. Basically, she spiraled out of control and dropped out. Dropped, didn't even finish her state school. And what does she do? She's like, I'm going to return home and get a job. As you know, she's like a a teacher that replaced the teacher that died. So I guess lucky her, the teacher died because she's been sitting around town for months stalking his ass, trying to get away to get back at him. (laughs) Yep, putting up cameras, Mm -hmm. everything, watching him. Yeah. So, oof. so yeah, she was probably like a task force sub, just waiting for somebody to call off. Yes. And this is like a perfect example of why you just don't do people dirty like that. You never know what kind of person they are and what it will take for it to break them. Because here she is back again. She wrecked his marriage and he deserved it because <sighs> he lied. He deserved it. Yeah. But so what happened in the marriage was. He lied to his wife and said, yeah, I want to have kids. Sure. The wife starts pushing. Time to have kids, hon. Time to start working on the kids. He's like, well, let's wait. And behind her back, he goes and gets a vasectomy. Behind her back. And then when they can't have kids, he's like, oh, it's my fault. We can't have kids. You know, she just kind of accepts it. But what does Fallon do? She, through her investigative methods, she finds out and sends the wife the bill a fake bill <laughs> mm-hmm. she, for the she yeah. abrupt her his wife abruptly left him with a quickness and i don't the blame bill her on the table yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't blame I was her. like what is right because he kept just saying yeah she left it with you know that bill on the table and it's just gonna sit there and i'm like damn was that a high-ass electric bill what kind of bill? <laughs> What kind of bill did she leave? I was like, damn. She turned on like all the lights and just left. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is no explanation needed. You plop that bill down. You know what it's about. 
Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. delusional. He kept lying to people like they were still together. Like what? Oh God. Yeah. Oh. It really was. And you know, and in this book it was like everybody thought that they were doing what was best for the you know, the next person. Like even Zach. Zach thought he was doing, you know, what was best for Courtney and Fallon, you know, just everybody thought they were doing what was best for the next person. Frank. Y'all wait, we gotta take a break. Let's take a commercial break. Check out these commercials by listening to those. You are supporting the podcast. Don't forget to check out the book review journal. I just mentioned it's awesome. We both use it. (laughs) It's available right now on Amazon. When we come back, we will continue. We will start with Frank, his crazy butt. Stay with us. We'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Today's episode is brought to you by the Shelf Addiction Merch Store. Check out all the bookish t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and more. Don't miss out on these original designs, perfect for any book nerd. Support the podcast and visit shelfaddiction.com forward slash merch and pick up your next favorite bookish item. All right, we are back. Yay, we are going to jump into Frank. Classy, what were you going to say about Frank? Um, You know, because... Frank was this like basically religious fanatic teacher who believed that, you know, the teachers, they were all basically sinners. And that's why the kids were going down, basically going to hell. Um, And um, he wound up having an affair with one of the moms. Well, we we're, we're not sure, but the mom blackmailed him. And so he tried. It was um, Courtney's mother. Courtney's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of these parents, they want their children to go to these elite colleges or Ivy League colleges. But sometimes, you know, the kids aren't getting the grades. So the parents would come in there and go around their weight and say, hey, you need to change so-and-so's grade. Um, Courtney's mom basically set him up probably roofied his drink or just no you know what I don't even think she roofied him she just because he didn't drink much so she just kept loading him up with drinks and she wasn't drinking she was acting like she was drinking she was drinking yeah and took some um took some pictures of him in in you know compromising positions and he tried to (laughs) which was so funny he put a diuretic in her tea and he thought he and 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 the mom died yeah he thought he killed her with this diuretic and uh, <laughs> he thought the police were coming for him because of the diuretic in the green tea and the police were like wait let me get this straight you're saying you know and they're like dude she didn't even drink the green tea 
And I'm thinking, you had to give her a lot of diuretic. I don't even think you realize, you know, that much. But they wind up, because of what he did, they made him, what, go on leave and basically take a psych, Yeah. Uh, you know, a little eval. Yeah, and they said he went crazy a little bit. He, he cracked under the pressure or something. Yeah. And so he wind up, in the end of the story, became an ordained minister. Yeah. And after that, then he really kind of went on the dark side of, you know, yeah. you all are going to hell and we, we need to pray and, and, you know. And he was very serious too. Yeah. And I think we kind of touched on it at the beginning of him. He's the one who, in the end of the story who wind up killing Teddy, the anti-hero psychopath of the yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, he, Frank was like, I guess he felt he needed to clean up everybody's sins and his own. Mm-hmm. So he went and he did ask Teddy several times. He's like, I asked him to pray. It seems like if Teddy had given him the prayer that he wanted, he might not be dead. <laughs> right. All he had to do was just yeah. pray with me. And I think, yeah. you know, because prayer changes things and prayer could have helped you. Mm-hmm. But no. You needed to be fixed for lying to your wife, um, lying about everything else. And here's the quote. I'm I'm telling God's work. Here's the quote. (laughs) He knew Teddy was a liar, knew Teddy was a godless man who refused to pray or ask for forgiveness. But he had no idea Teddy was capable of hurting someone and killing someone or several people seemed unthinkable. Dun, dun, dun. So Mm -hmm. he's like, I would do it. He's like, because you're godless, you have to die. Yep. And that's exactly, again, for everybody's good. Yeah. He's he's, like, okay. he, and Frank prayed on it. He prayed for guidance and help and some clarity. <laughs> and he came up with murder, Teddy. <laughs> God told you to do it. <laughs> right. I'm doing God's work. No, your doing psycho God's brain told you to do it. Doing God's work. And the funny part at the end, and if you can find that quote, it was like he wanted to, he, he knew how to kill, but he didn't know how to, to hide it or, you know, yes. like, <laughs> that part I cracked up. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, Let's see if I can find it right quick. So here's yeah. the part I did highlight it, actually. He knew how to kill Teddy, but he didn't have a clue about how to get away with it. Away with it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone at the memorial had a camera and the whole ceremony was recorded by a professional. (laughs) (laughs) And they found the remnants of the crushed uh, rosary pea in his garbage disposal. (laughs) What an idiot. Yeah, and all I can think of is, you know, you could possibly claim insanity. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you cracked the he first time trying when to... he was arrested. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, these characters. <laughs> it's funny. And the thing is, like, this is supposed to, you know, it's that it has the academia setting and kind. Of, it wasn't as dark. Um, and I don't think she even, you know, uh, marketed it as dark, but no, you know, yeah. it was, it was suspenseful. It was a mystery cause we knew who killed, you know, but it was suspenseful, definitely suspenseful and it had this, you know, thrilling kind of moments. Um, but I thought even though it was 10 hours that it was a quick read, 
Yeah. Because it was, you know, the chapters were pretty, pretty short. And, <clears throat> but um, I think even with, you know, all the killing in the story, she, her writing of the killings, it was still kind of light, you know, it wasn't, um, like it wasn't gory. gory. There was no expl- yeah. explanation of like foam, like like a lot of people foaming and seizing. And it wasn't like you had a whole bunch of that. It was essentially, oh dang, they drunk drunk that kind of froze up a little bit and dropped down, and they're dead. I yeah. mean, you know, right. or so and so, right? Like I think Frank said, Sonia seized, yes. like she had a seizure. But yeah, yeah. it wasn't. There was a lot of killing, but it wasn't like over-the-top graphic just poison people it's just a little (laughs) poisoning just a little poison like they just passed out and maybe held the chest and was (laughs) i mean it's just a little more to what he was doing people to people the whole time like at the beginning of the book y'all he says essentially like this is not a quote but he's like you know i've just been practicing and learning what works on people you know someone's acting like they gotta stick up their ass i'll just give them a little something to help them relax and if this person (laughs) he's giving them all kind of medications and opioids and stuff in their k-cups to affect their mood because you know each teacher has their favorite k-cup that they use so this person yo dark roast dude that's for you. This is your dark roast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need to lighten up a little bit. Do not ever change your coffees ever. <laughs> Girl, I don't even know if I want to drink K cups at work no more. Bring, bring, bring my your own. own. <laughs> yes, bring your own. When I saw that, I was like, "Well, I be damn," because I realized, you know, people have put stuff in people's food, like he did with the salad, but the K cups. I know. I was like, holy crap. I know. No one's investigating for a little puncture hole. You are blindly picking that thing up, putting it in the machine, slamming it down, and carrying on. Yep. Yeah. And with the little needle, the way he was doing it, yeah. it was it wouldn't have been real obvious. You wouldn't have seen it unless you were looking for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they had every character was um basically every character did have a motive for killing. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they weren't probably the one who killed, but everybody did have a motive. I mean, yeah. Courtney, she didn't like her and her mom fought. Um, I don't know. You know to she, me, fighting isn't a motive to kill someone, though. No, but I mean, the way they made it seem is she hated her. The The mother slapped her in front of people. She was trying to push her to go to Yale to, you know, yeah. so she was kind of, you know, and teenage angst and parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Teenagers have killed their parents for less. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought about that. Like, every so, you know, and the way she set it up, I was like, okay. Um, I, I got that, that everybody could have been possibly a suspect in the killing of yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so. um, and it's true because even, you know, Zach, they tried to blame him. Like, dude, you were trying to help Courtney, so you went off and killed some people. So mm-hmm. right, you you bribed the guard. Yeah, you know how entitled are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought too, like with him and his entitlement, even when he went to the hospital and was able to get past, you know, like the ER and triage and go in the back because you, know, like he said, I'm a handsome young white male. Nobody suspects me, and I put on the charm. I can get get in places nobody else can get into, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're just like these typical entitled kids. They acted like typical wealthy entitled kids. And yeah. sir, if you hate that, go teach at a public school in the hood and try to help people if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like why are you trying to teach these people a lesson? Get out of here. And it's not going to work. And even he was saying too, that even though he was working at this school, he couldn't even afford to like shop in any of the really nice stores. And it was like, so what is your, why is it, Mm -hmm. you know, what were you really getting out of this that, I mean, granted, teaching is, you know, well, most people, they teach because of they want to change the world or whatever. But it was clear that I wonder is like, did he get into this that school to teach people a lesson? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe because I, especially when you're dealing with students of that age. Oh, let him yeah. go deal with a public school. He would have lost it. He would have ran away crying. And I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. Like some of the kids that I work with, Miss Susie could not tell. Yeah. Tyrone, you know, sit your ass down. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it, there's just certain things. And, you know, and they would get to a point where, oh, I can't say that to Miss Green. No, you no. can't. And there's at certain points you do have to bluff. Mm hmm. Because there was some rough ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And the worst part, our kids are just like the, uh, the kids' parents are just like the parents of this book, like mm-hmm. Zach's parents. Janet gonna insist they get extra credit, trying to convince him to change the, the grade. Yeah. Kids' parents act ridiculous in the real world. Like they just yeah. defend bad yeah. behavior and everything. Yeah. And like Zach's dad, well, I read the paper and I thought it was a good really I good. I thought it was an A paper. paper. Are you a are you an English major? Are you an English teacher, sir? Right. How dare you question my rubric? How I how I see this paper. Yeah, I was like, mm mm mm, and the bad, and the other thing was like, Zach was entitled, but from what I was kind of reading, he wasn't that. He wasn't that bad. Asshole entitled. No, kid. he's a good kid. He used yeah. his good. He used his personality to scooch by on a couple of things, but nothing yeah. that an average kid wouldn't do if they could get away with it. Right. Yeah. It was his parents because mm-hmm. even him, he was like, I wish my parents would quit coming to the school and trying to you know because he felt bad yeah yeah so which is wild because after all of that that zach went through that's why i kind of felt like mad at the end after everything zach went through to you know with courtney blah 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 now they're off they're in another school he's got courtney and they're happy and they're he's like yay now he's like hey i think i want to become a teacher and when I do, I I'll return to Belmont. Why? Because someone has to save the kids. It's for their own good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Womp, womp, womp. What? Really? No. I'm just like, mm-mm. Yeah, dude. So we got another Teddy in the making. Sound like it, but why? He had no no reason to be that way. Like, what is for what? Like, what was his yeah. motivation? Yeah, and that's what we were saying. Like, I thought the closer it got to the end, some of the the motives were contrived. It was like that didn't make why. Mm-hmm. Even though I kind of did like Frank killing off um, Teddy, but but the ending with 
<clears throat> with Zach. I was like, mm, you guys could do something better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So yeah. it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. How do you think our first book of the year went? Before we rate it, do you think our first book of the year was a success? You know, it wasn't bad. I I think to start off the year, I I don't think. I mean, like compared to last year, I would right. say <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'll say like it. it I was I was in. Yeah. I was I was enjoying it. I was like with each chapter it kept getting, you know, it it had its moments where I was just like, yes, yes, what's gonna happen next? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, towards the end it was like, oh like, did she not make deadline? Um, they were like, wrap it up, I don't know. And she was like, Okay, okay, here. Yeah. We're just gonna do it this way. Yeah. But I would say our first year our first book of the year, I would say it was a success. Granted, it's probably not um I don't want to get my rating yet, <laughs> but I would say, because we don't give halves, I would say it was, I think, I think we're on a good start. We had its moments. Yeah, I would <laughs> kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think, you know, I was hoping for a hit out of the park for the first one. I was hoping for something that I could measure everything else this year against, but I didn't get that. Um, it wasn't that good. But no. It was solid, right? Which is yeah. puts us in a much better position than last year, right? Because I mean, like I said, it kept my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, with those problematic issues towards the end and some of the other things, but um, and it kind of had a slow start to me. I feel like maybe it was around 20%. I started actually caring. It took a little bit for me to get going. And I'm not sure why. I think maybe it was because I didn't like Teddy. And then also I had to acclimate to the style of the character switching as they were. Yeah. So I had to acclimate to the story. And you know and how they right. just, there was no heading for any of them, like I said. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, it just took a minute to get into it. And then once I was in it, it was fine. Yeah, I did the same. I found myself rewinding a lot or, you know, like where. Yeah, so it, it was it was um, that curve of, of trying to get used to her. Right. And and the thing is, and this is probably what my second Samantha Downing, I think this might be your third, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you I mean, know, I'm excited. Did you hear about her new book? <laughs> See, no. this is the thing. These synopsises are very good. So, there, she has a new one coming out in July of this year. Oh, he's no. It's called good. a twisted love story. Twisted love story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, I read a quick little novella. Or I listened to Sleeping Dogs Lie that was audible. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she does have a little twisted mind. I will say that. It's just her execution. Like yeah. you were saying, there were some things with the execution of some of them. But her mind is twisted. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Whenever she, she you know, when she's on point. Or I won't say on point. On point for me. Mm-hmm. So... 
Yeah, okay. It seems like with the early reviewers commenting on a twisted love story, the couple that are there, it seems Mm -hmm. like she's back in the saddle with that original vibe from My Lovely Wife. You know what I mean? It feels like, just from the couple of comments I've seen, that it might be good. (laughs) I don't want to get too excited. It's very early. I don't have access to it yet. So who knows? By the time that date rolls around what the reviews will look like. But right now mm-hmm. it seems like. Right. Cause you never know if those are just those neg alley people who are just, thank you. Yeah. Don't want to give out the great reviews. Yeah. So yeah. And like you said, this wasn't horrible. Um, but I, I think for the beginning of the year, I wasn't disappointed. I was, I mean, I won't, I wasn't sad or like oh my god really i know that was a relief not to feel that way Mm -hmm. like oh god here we are again i didn't feel that way yeah um but like i said i was kind of disappointed with you know a few little things and especially the way it ended it was like you said face plant yeah it could have been better all right so let's rate the thing what did you rate for your own good give it a three okay ditto i gave it a three and um if i ever hear the word milk in the next two books i'm going to be over it (laughs) i know don't say books milk or worms to me for the next two books (laughs) yeah and and to not you and and the way you use milk after 49 times that's how you use it i know I thought, yeah. I had to to look again. It was deadly, but but gee. I had to look twice because I thought I was tripping. I'm like, 49 times? Let me just double check that. (laughs) Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, she did use it a lot. 49 times. Here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. It's right there. Mm. (laughs) So, the pudding that's made with milk, by the way. <laughs> Don't you even try it, lady. <laughs> Do not. I know. Yeah. So with that said, you know, I am looking forward to the next Samantha Doubting book. I feel like I'm gonna want to read that. It lo- it's looking intriguing to me. Yeah, because like we were saying, like she she she's got a twist in I mean, she can I think she can write you know, like even with this story, there were some moments in there because I mean, it was chapter after chapter. What's going to happen next? It kept you on your toes. Yep. But then, so she's not one of those ones where I'm just going to give up on. No, no. I think I she's think, a think good writer. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. I'm not going to give up on her. This just wasn't what I, you know, I think the ending, if the ending would have been different, yeah. I think it, you know, definitely would have been a four. Yeah. Um, and like you were saying, and you would think like the editor would be like, ma'am, you, you use milk. Yeah. Yeah. Like you use milk too many times. And, you know, and like you said, the worm thing, mm-hmm. um, and there were some other, you know, little, um, the FBI, the bumbling FBI, and some other things. But other than that, I'm not giving up on her. No, I mean, honestly, she's a technically good writer. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's nothing to complain about, like how she writes or anything like that. And I, yeah. like you said, she has a twisted mind, which is fun. You never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen, what's going to come out of it. So that makes it good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely going to read more 
uh, yeah, so that's that. So what we are reading next is The Last Invitation, written by Darby Kane. Another one I will not, we will not give up on. Well, (laughs) say that now. Well, we'll see. We'll see after this one. Yeah, let's see what happens after we read. (laughs) But I'm having high hopes, right? I'm pulling it up now. You can hear me typing. Sorry. Darby was our January 2022 book. (laughs) The one that started us off like WTF and not in a good way. Yeah. But we really enjoyed another book by her, which was Mm -hmm. um, My Pretty Pretty Little Wife, it was called. Yeah. And we really liked it. So yeah. the last invitation, it came out December of last year, and there are not that many ratings yet. Still not? <laughs> Still not. There's only like a hundred wow. seven hundred and seventy-eight ratings, which surprises me thoroughly. I'm confused by this. I, you know what? I wonder if <laughs> mm. did the replacement wife scare off some yeah. folks? Because you know, wow. she hit so high. With Pretty Little Wife. Pretty Little Wife was flying high. Like, a, like so many people liked it. You know. Mm-hmm. And then The Replacement Wife. I think a lot of people were a little disappointed by it. So maybe they're shying away from The Last Invitation. Waiting for more <laughs> reviews before they deal with it. Right. Because what, it's yeah. only been about a month? If, if a full month, right? Yeah, so. We'll see. We will see. But we are going to tackle that. In February, and I'm hoping and praying and hoping <laughs> that we are going to get a lovely surprise, and it's going to be great. Yes, looking forward. Yeah. So I think that's it for today. What do you think, Classy? That's it. I don't have. I've crossed off all my notes and everything that I wanted to address with you with this this one. And yeah. All right. Good deal. Well, you guys, be sure to join us over on Shelf Addiction Official on Facebook. Join us in that group or over on the Book Clubs app. And you can talk with us directly about these books at the end of the month. And if you don't like Book Club, no worries. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We will be right here on the podcast for you next month talking about the next book. So we are going to end things there. You guys have a fabulous day. Happy New Year. And we will catch you in the next one. Take care, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening.